Welcome in to the Young Dad Podcast on today's episode of Let's Talk. I'm your host, Jay. And I first just wanted to thank you guys. I've had a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed doing these Let's Talk with you. They've been a blast. They've been very eye-opening to me. I've learned about myself. I've learned about these topics. And they've just been a great time. So thank you so much for the support that you've done listening to them, watching the videos on YouTube. And yeah, I just I just really appreciate it. Today's is an audio only. There is no video. However, yeah, there is no no video today, just an audio. So if you don't recall, the first let's talk was about why. More talking about purpose, finding your why. The second one was last week where we dove into first dates, bromance versus romance, and what he, she means when they say certain things. That one was a lot of fun, especially that third segment there. I just, the interaction with my coworkers, my peers, my friends, it was a lot of fun just to kind of dive into that and to just talk about, talk about that stuff and just have a great time doing so when preparing. When creating these, I often discuss three, three topics or three crucial points about a topic. And I really wanted to try a new structure today with you guys, if you'll let me. And you will because you're going to listen and we're here and that's what we're doing. We're trying new things. It's only like the third one. So bear with me. So the new structure I wanted to try is where we talk about more of a humorous topic. So something more humor filled, a purpose topic, and then end with a parent slash relationship topic. If you're down, I'm down. So grab a juice box, grab a snack, sit down, and let's talk. Before we jump too far into today's Let's Talk, I want to thank today's partner of the podcast, Dano Seasoning. The tagline for Dano's is yum yum, get you some. Or as my five-year-old likes to say about the spicy, yum yum, spicy some. Holds up. I've used this stuff on chicken, on beef, pork, spaghetti, pasta salad, in dressings, pretty much on anything I can cook that's going to have a not sweet flavor. I've seen Dan the man himself put it on watermelon. Not my vibe, but good for you, Dan. Um, You are the man for a reason. Pretty much everything except dessert, unless you're into that, you can put Dano's on. Low sodium, no MSG, no sugar, all natural ingredients bring you a world of flavor in one bottle. Go to danoseasoning.com. Use the code BALLBOY at checkout. Save money and support your new favorite podcast. All right, so we are back. Yes, you should write that down because you will forget. Please. Please, please, please take it from the guy that's had five concussions and write it down. Trust me, it's no laughing matter, even though it can be. And we're going to add some humor to it. But also, seriously, you should write it down. The concussion stories, I'm sure you're thinking I'm about to get into those. Those are for another time. Maybe eventually we'll get into my five concussion stories. They're really not that exciting. 
They're really just dumb head injuries. Self, I would say three of five were self-caused. And yeah, that's that's kind of where we'll stop with the whole concussion thing. However, how often do you or I or all of us forget something at the store, at work, at home, whether it's a chore, a task, an appointment? How often? I'll give you a second to think about it. You're already screaming with the answer. It's all the freaking time. All the freaking time. We're in hustle-bustle culture. We're in hustle-culture you know, it's just it's just how it is. We forget things because we're so busy all the time. The focus is on being busy all the time. That's why we. That's one of the reasons I forget. Just because I'm busy and I'm always thinking of like three things ahead and not focusing on where I'm at in the moment. That's my fault. So if if something's not on my list when I go to the store, then that item isn't making a home. I ran into this once when I was making my world famous cinnamon rolls. I had run out of yeast. I knew I was making cinnamon rolls that night. Before I went to the store, I didn't check to make sure I had enough yeast. When I was out the store, I didn't think maybe I should just grab some extra ingredients. I had grabbed extra sugar, I had grabbed extra flour, extra vanilla, but I didn't grab any extra yeast. I'm pretty sure I even grabbed cinnamon. I was making cinnamon rolls. One thing you need for my delicious cinnamon rolls is yeast because that's kind of, you know, how you make baked goods is with yeast. So I had to ask, I had to ask two of my neighbors, no yeast, because who bakes from scratch anymore? Not, not really anyone, maybe me. And it was like eight o'clock at night because that's when I finally got around to making these. My cinnamon rolls take at least like two, three hours to make total. They're a labor of love. Okay, so what do you do? Okay, so what do you do? What do you do to avoid this going forward? I'm sure you're asking. I would love to tell you. I'm only a slight expert on the topic, actually. I'm joking. I'm not an expert whatsoever. So please take my advice with a grain of salt or like 18 of them, at least minimum. Step one, write it down. Step two, write it down somewhere else. Yes, uh, I'm serious about this. Write it down somewhere else. Step three, write it down somewhere else. If not, talk to someone about it. Step four, reminders are your friend. Put it in your phone, email, your calendar, your work calendar. Tell Alexa to put a reminder up. Do something like that and thank yourself later. Step five, this is really important. Celebrate that you remembered, be proud of yourself, and get excited about your proactive approach to remembering things. What does that all mean? Yes, I want you to write it down if two, if not three places. The first place you're going to write it down, write it on a calendar. Write it on a sticky note on your desk that you put on your computer or you put on top of your laptop. Write it on a paper calendar next. Third, write it in your phone. 
forth. Tell your smart device at home to set a reminder for that day. You just put it in four places. You just put that one thing in four places. Talk to someone about it. You just put it in a fifth place. Because if you're talking to someone about it, you're ingraining it in your memory. And then that person is going to say, hey, how was that? And you're like, oh, that's actually not for a couple more days. And you're like, oh, solid. We can do that. And so then you, you're just remembering it more and more and more. It's super important. The data backs this up from psychology today. Jotting things down on paper normally faster than when you have to put it in your phone. Because if you put it in your phone, guess what? You're going to get distracted. And you're going to forget what you were supposed to be doing on your phone in the first place. That happens to me all the time. Handwritten notes tend to be more accurate and have a personalized flares. So when you're writing something down by hand, you're more often maybe writing it like a little more cute. You're writing it a little bit more neat because you have to remember what the heck that says. Unless you're me, my chicken scratch has gotten me by thus far. It'll continue to get me by. And they're, they're more accurate because you're writing them in the moment. You're not writing them a day later. You're not writing them whenever a week later, a day before the appointment. You're writing them in the moment. So you have the exact, when you're, when it's fresh in your brain. So let's say you schedule a chiropractor appointment. You write it down right away. Three o'clock on Tuesday. Three o'clock on Tuesday. You have the exact time because it's fresh in your head. The exact day, date, and where and what you're doing. So then the next day, when you look at that on your calendar, you go to work, be like, hey boss, I need Tuesday at three o'clock off so I can go to a chiropractor appointment. That's two right there. You're remembering it. Put it in your phone calendar next. That's three. Talk to someone about it. A friend. For me, I personally have a friend at work. We go to the same chiropractor, so it's really simple and easy. It's like, oh, when are you going to go to the chiropractor again? Oh, I'm going next week. Right there. You know, you're setting it up and you're putting it, you're ingraining it in your brain. Third thing. Handwriting in a notebook triggers more robust brain activity. So if you have an actual physical planner, I know, what is that? I had one, I used it for about two months of the year and I haven't used it since. My fault. But handwriting a note, handwriting in a notebook triggers more robust brain activity. When I use that thing religiously, daily, I didn't forget a thing. I was on top of all my appointments, everything, knowing when things are coming and whatnot. I should probably start doing it again. See, told you, not an expert. Lastly, writing by hand is associated with a stronger neural encoding and memory retrieval. So again, it just helps your brain more when you write it down. So it's facts. So what you're going to do, what I'm going to do, is we're going to start writing more things down multiple times, multiple places, so we do not forget ever again. We're going to make our brain work for us like it's supposed to, and we're going to look like geniuses because we remember everything. And my fellow dudes out there, if you're in a partnership, whatever it is, please write down your anniversary, write down her birthday, write down these moments, ask her about it, because if you have honestly forgot, but you still have time because you know it's sometime in like November ask say hey 
I feel really bad asking this, but can you remind me of this date so I can write it down on my calendar? I listened to the Young Dad podcast, Let's Talk, and I need to write that down on my calendar so I don't forget. Can you tell me some of the important dates to you so I don't forget them again? You just went from doghouse, because you probably were going to forget, to partner of the year. You're welcome. And that's that's writing things down. I know it's not a super funny topic. It's not super serious, but it is what it is. It's funny because it's, we're still going to do it. Even if we write things down, we can still forget we're human. That's okay. So please, be kind to yourself. You got this. And let's jump into our next topic. into giving or getting support to and from others whether it's your kids your family and your friends there are a few people in my day-to-day life that I give support to myself my kids my family that's about my entire list it's not a very big list that I of people that I support on a daily basis you could throw in work but that's not a genuine support that's a paid support. But I guess it's a support nonetheless. There are a few people I get support from. That list is about the same. Myself, my kids, my family, and a few friends. Giving support, getting support, looks a little different. But I want to share with you one way how you can get or give support by asking a straightforward question to yourself or to others. Now, I'm sure you're wondering, I know how to get support. I just ask. Or I just give it freely. Well, are you giving the right support that that person needs? Or are you getting the right support that you need? I want you to flip that question. I want you to ask this question to yourself. Which I'm sure you're wondering what it is by now. Which one will help you best? Talk about it? Have a distraction? Or give space? Again, that question. Which one will help you best? Talking about it? A distraction? Or space? Now you need to ask yourself. When you need to flip that question on on yourself ask yourself do I need to talk do I need space or do I need a distraction once you answer that for yourself you'll know what kind of support you need from others whether that's going to be the a talk a distraction or space please answer that for yourself before you go looking for the support Because no one knows how to support you unless you tell them, hey, I need this kind of support. Ask yourself, or 
if you're on the other end and you're the person that someone's asking for your support but they don't quite know what they need ask them that same question do you want to talk about it do you want a distraction or do you want space it's very simple almost too simple the first thing to do when you're finding that you need to find the space to to calm down to know what kind of support you need find your breath I know that sounds cliche, but find your breath, please. Before you start searching for support, slow down. Take deep, focused breaths to be able to calm down in the moment, initially to curb your reaction. If you need to talk, find someone to talk to. Think through what you want out of the conversation and ensure that it's clearly communicated to who you're talking to. If you want advice, ask. If you don't, and you just want someone to vent to, say that up front. Hey man, I had a really crappy day and I would really like to talk about it. I'd really like to just vent. Is that okay if I do that with you? Hey, I had a really crappy day and I've had a lot of crappy days and I, I don't know what to do different and I don't know how to change it. Can you give me some advice? It's that simple. It's all on you to ask for what you need when you need that support. If you need space, take the space. Remove yourself from the person or the thing that you need to. Walk away, go for a walk, play some video games, read a book, take a shower, whatever works for you. Take that space to breathe and find clarity you need to return calm. Now, taking space is a simple removal. Removing your mind, removing your yourself from it to calm down and to process. So just like talking, you're still processing while taking space. You're processing what's going on. You're processing within self, you're processing those emotions. And you're, you're taking yourself away to de-escalate the conflict if there is one. Or just to take time to process. That's the biggest thing with space is that you're just taking the time to process with yourself. It's very important. Now, if you need a distraction, ask for that distraction from someone or give it to yourself. Much like taking space, however, you are intentionally just distracting your mind from what is going on. You're focusing on not thinking about it and calming down that way. Again, when it comes to a distraction, you're completely shutting your brain off. You're not thinking about it. You're distracting yourself to cope, in other words, which is fine because every situation is going to need a different reaction, a different form of support from yourself. Go bowling, go for a hike, build or create something and totally take your mind to another place for the time you need. Yes, take your mind as you're not processing, you're not thinking, you're just totally distracted. Whatever was going on, you almost forget about because you just distracted yourself. Go fishing, go hiking, do something to distract yourself. And a couple quotes on the matter here. 
we're not doing one of those things where you need to ask you questions so you can get comfortable talking about your feelings, are we? Alex laughed. That never works. So let's not do it. James essay Corey. I really love this quote because so often we're talking to someone if we're talking to someone we're really close to we often don't need that that time to get comfortable most people if they care about you they'll be able to tell that there's something up if they don't they'll be completely oblivious that's a big difference right there if they care even a bit they'll be able to tell something's up with you by looking at you if they don't then the opposite I'm not sure who this one's by, but your feelings are valid. You have every right to feel whatever emotion you want. You aren't being dramatic. You aren't over-exaggerating. You're feeling, and that's okay. It is okay. Let me tell you, from someone that was told that they were exaggerating throughout their life, being dramatic, not feeling the right emotion, in the right time by people who were supposed to be supporting them it's hard it's hard to get past that it's hard to grow it's hard to overcome but here we are because i realize i'm not over exaggerating i feel differently than you feel my emotions react in a way different than yours and i have a harder time communicating that than others sometimes but I'm, I'm still feeling, I'm feeling emotions. And that's what's important. It's about processing them, that's next. Finding that support system that will support you to help you process them properly and healthy, in a healthy way. So that's what we're gonna end on, on that, on that topic. Again, ask for the kind of support you need. I can't stress that enough. Ask, 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 ask for that support that you need, that you want. Do you need space? Do you need to talk? Do you need a distraction? Find out how exactly you need it and ask for it for the people that will give it to you. Ad break. So before we get into our last and final topic, there's one very important brand that I want to mention here before we jump into the final segment, the coldest water or the coldest brand. The coldest brand is an incredible partner of the podcast. When you use the code BALLBOY10 at checkout, you can save 10% on your own fancy smanchy new water bottle, custom dog bowl, pillow, bed, full body ice pack with that discount takes three seconds to use the code BALLBOY10, you save 10%, you support the blog, and you can get some amazing high-quality water bottle or other cooling product. Check it out today, coldestwater.com, and use the code BALLBOY10 at checkout. Back to the show. last topic today our parenting slash relating topic this one's gonna cut a little deep 
loneliness of co-parenting. This was actually an idea from one of my friends at work. I was like, man, I need a third topic. I was thinking of like a parenting topic. She's like, what about uh, loneliness of parenting? I'm like, what? But then I thought about it. I'm like, no, that's perfect. I love it. Because we just talked about getting support. So now you know how to get support from when you're feeling this way. But otherwise, um, all right, let me tell you a story here. That'll make this sense. I remember oh, the first night I had without my kids after my separation and divorce, I sat in my living room after turning on my PlayStation, I sat in the chair, and I took in all the quiet around me. No babies crying, no noisemaker going. Just no noise. Completely quiet. I remember sitting there. I felt so many emotions. Took it all in. Put my hands over my heart. Both my hands. It's actually a, a strategy I learned in therapy is to put both hands over your heart when you're starting to feel and just feel whatever emotions you're feeling. I bawled my eyes out. I was mad at myself. I was mad at the situation. I was mad at their mother. I was mad at God. I was mad at the universe. I was mad at everyone I could be mad at. If there was someone or something I could be mad at, I was mad at it. Except for my dog at the time. She was wasn't mad at her. Uh, but there's no reason, no justification, nothing. I was just mad. I was sad. I was lonely. It sucked. Sucked a lot. Took me months to get used to that that quiet. While during that time I was going to therapy and counseling and I was diagnosed with ADD. Which helped kind of understand things. So I learned how to keep how to keep my brain busy, how to keep myself busy. I got into my writing, creativity. I got going back to school. Of course, I went to therapy, like I mentioned. I went to the gym more. I worked out more. Did more things for myself. I learned about myself. How to process my emotions. Learn how to just take it one day at a time. I learned who was there for me and who wasn't. Just learned a lot. I still cried. I still hurt. But the difference now is that I accepted the hurt. I finally accepted that pain. I took full responsibility for it. Because no matter how much I wanted to, no one was going to come fix it for me. It's just not how that how life works. We have to take full responsibility for ourselves, our hearts, our minds, our problems. As much like we talked about, let me ask you why. First, let's talk. I can't help you fight those demons. Only you can. But I realized I've been in control of myself. So I took that control to better myself when I thought I couldn't. I lost 
ton of weight coming from 230 to 180. I grew my blog. I graduate with my bachelor's here in like four months, five months. And I found myself again. I'm coaching Little League Baseball for my daughter. I'm on the board. I'm helping out. I'm back at church. I'm doing things again that make me happy. That make me feel alive. That I wasn't doing for a very long time. I really wish I would have been. But that's okay. Don't get me wrong. I still cry. Still hurts every time we exchange and it's quiet for a week and it's just me and my dog and me and Ringo and those weeks are long. Weeks I have my kids are really short. Don't get me wrong, it, it takes time. A lot of things they take a lot of time. That's okay. I'm better for it. You'll also be better for it. Okay, so why did I tell you guys I really saw a sad and kind of bleh story to start out this third segment? Well, it's important to know that you and I are both human. We're both human beings. Okay. We're back to finish this off. This is my third time sitting down to record this episode. Life. Um, man, I'll tell you. So we're back. We're we just were wrapping up talking about, you know, taking the time to get better. It takes time to get better. It does. That's okay. That's human. That's nature. But parents, I, I have to talk directly to you. Or if you want to be a parent, I'm talking to you too. If you're an aunt, uncle, you you're close with kids every day. You have really close kids that look up to you and admire you. I'm talking to all of you. When we as parents, when we hold on to the not so great example of those who raised us, we often pass it on to our children without realizing it. I've noticed it in myself. And, you know, it's something that I want to, I work every day at correcting. Our kids will then carry that onto their adulthood. We're creating a cycle. Vicious cycle. Parents, dads, moms, heal. Heal yourself. Heal your inner child so that your child isn't the consequence of that. Love yourself in ways that you weren't loved. And love your kids in all the ways you wish you were loved. Create a better future for them and break the cycle. It's one of the hardest things when it's my week. And all my kids say, or my older one says, not all she says, when she says it, I want to go to moms. They want to go to their moms. Now, there is psychological differences between dads and moms, emotional differences. They're just big differences between dads and moms. Dads are never going to compete with moms. It's just the way of life. But if you're co-parenting or you're a single dad, you know how hard that is to hear those words. Or if you're a single mom, you know how hard that is to hear that they want to go back to their dads or they want their dad or something like that. You know, personally, my kids are blessed. They have two parents who love them and are very capable parents for them. Their mother, despite our issues, fine mother to our children. However, it still really sucks 
when I'm spending my weeks with my kids and my five-year-old says she wants to be at her mom for whatever reason. But what do you do to kind of come back against that? Because that immediately, you know, kind of makes me feel like a lesser parent. That makes me, you know, kind of be like, oh, I'm not good enough. You know, parent guilt, parent shame. What do you do? Personally, I stay calm. I don't get upset. I ask her why. See, going back to that why. I ask her why she feels that way. Often, it's because maybe there is something fun planned in a week or so, or maybe she just misses her mom, or maybe there's something more there. Maybe I'm not giving her the attention she needs, and that's how she can start the conversation and get my attention. Whatever it may be, stay calm. Because often it's probably just because I'm not doing something with her that I said I would, or because I forgot I'm human, I didn't write it down, or she needs something from me, she wants to start that conversation, and she knows that'll get my attention. And we can then have that conversation. Lastly, I want to talk about loneliness. Loneliness is a part of being human. It reminds us that we are not complete in ourselves. David Runcorn. If you're feeling lonely, know that you'll always have books to nurture your mind, hands to create and explore, wind to calm your soul, breast to soothe your nerve, nature to soak your worries away, and stars to decorate your dreams. Emma Zoo. Now to recap. I, I hope that you enjoyed today's Let's Talk. I hope that after today, you write that thing down you know you should. I hope you can give and get support when needed. And lastly, and most importantly, parents, single, partnered, co-parenting, whatever your situation may be, know that you're not alone. Know that you're doing a great job and you got this. Keep your head up. If you haven't followed on all the socials, I don't know what you're doing. Young Dad Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. We're on Anchor, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, and a couple more. So wherever you get your podcasts, we're there. Again, thank you so much for coming in. Hope you enjoyed your juice box, that your belly feels good from your snack, and it was a pleasure talking with you.